Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. And I'm Chris Hatfield. Gabe, guess what? What, Chris? I am drinking a Peroni. <laughs> <laughs> I discussed this last night to you, and you were like, why are you doing that? Why are you and drinking a Peroni? Here's the thing. Since I left, I was in Montana for like a year or whatever. Okay. And since I left there, I have been desperately searching for something that tastes like a Rainier. Of course. Because sometimes you just want like a refreshing, like cool beer. Like a Rainier is a great, it's, it's, it's probably... Probably either that or Lone Star is my it's my favorite regional cheap beer. And yeah, dude, I can't find it, and this is the closest thing to it. And I don't know. I never drank them in my life except this year, um, my 29th year of life. And yeah, it's I don't know. It just became a thing for me. Peroni anyway. was like no, no. That's a this is a great this is a great jumping off point. Like Peroni is like the beer that like like the rich dudes in college are like okay like we're not gonna drink like shitty beer we're gonna drink peronis tonight so it's like like it's that like the beer and amstel, like, amstel lights are like your 100%. friends go like study abroad and then they come back and yes. they're drinking like peronis and telling you that they studied abroad <laughs> like that's what it is i'm guessing 100 um, not even a question <laughs> how are you I'm doing well, Chris. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm having a good time. Um, it's, it's been a little busy around here, um, but you know, it is what it is. We, we, we keep on rolling, ready for another weekend of Louisville football. What about, what about you? What, what are you into right now? What are you, what are you going to hit me with? I'm riled up today, man. <laughs> and like, we're going to lead with Kentucky sports. Of course, you know, we, they, this is a Kentucky sports yeah. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Kentucky they sports radio. Us. Some have called us before. <laughs> so like, there's some craziness happening in Kentucky basketball. <laughs> Obviously, we've talked about the fall of the Roman Empire, the bricks and the bricks, and you can see them crumbling more and more every day. <laughs> so right now, Kentucky is currently pursuing a recruit by the name of Adam Bona. He is a very talented big man. And today, he visited UCLA. And I talked to some people. I've seen some stuff written, and people are like, yo, UCLA's got a really good chance. Oh, yeah. And the reason why Kentucky is even pursuing this kid is because they lost Mr. Lively, the right. guy they were pursuing before, to Duke and John Shire the other day. And you, hate, you hate to this, lose a recruit to John Shire, Chris. You, you hate it, to do it, that. It, it's, it's very funny that a guy like Brad Stevens is going to be taking recruits from like John Calipari for the foreseeable future. It's hilarious. <laughs> but this comes in the backdrop of them losing Kofi Cockburn. Of course. Because they over prioritize Jalen Duran. Of course. And you saw Penny Hardway just come and step in and say, let me get that. Let me let me take that John Calipari. I step in when I want to. I come and get this guy. Because yeah. that's that's just that's just how I feel about you. And my thought is just like where are you at, Kentucky Media? Like if this happens again and back-to-back recruiting cycles, are you going to say anything cross about the emperor, John Calipari? Because, man, this is a big miss if it happens again. This is the difference between going to a Final Four and losing to Auburn, to losing to Kansas State, to doing that second-weekend fluky-ass bullshit loss, and then the magic trip occurring, and then you move on to the next stage. So all I got to say about this, and the only reason I want to bring it up, is you better not be silent again like you were last time. There better not be the, oh, we didn't want that guy. I need Daryl Bird. I need Justin Rowland. 
I need Nick Roush. I need all these dudes. Nick Roush is too busy at Louisville Live, man. He can't. He's too busy checking out the beer lines. They they need to ask what the hell is going on if this happens again. I don't know. But they won't, Chris. They'll say they still have a top five recruiting class. They'll still talk about the guys that they have. Um, they'll still play Avengers with all their little gems that they have. Like, oh, well, this is fine. You know, this is pretty cool. You know, yeah. we still got a great class. They'll they'll talk about how Orlando Antigua is back and they feel better about recruiting, et cetera, et cetera. But that's just masked. It's it's just mass. It, it, they put a curtain over the crumbling buildings, bro. They put a curtain over I mean, the crumb. It's just temporary. I, we know they're still crumbling. <laughs> we know the issues are still there. We know y'all still ain't going to make <laughs> go make a final four this year, and you'll look damn good do, not doing it. <laughs> Somehow not. I don't. It. I don't care where your recruiting class is. If back to back years you prioritize like a top dude, whether he's your first priority in the recruiting class or he's your second priority in the recruiting class. And because you felt so good about him and you were that <laughs> wrong, you miss on your fallback twice. That's funny. And that's, that, that's like not even trolling. That's, it's, that would make me wonder. I mean, Louisville's gonna, John, John's gonna lost go, a step, Chris. He's lost a step. Louisville's going to go after Rodney Rice. And if they don't get him as like a guard of the future, they're probably going to hit the transfer portal. But if they don't hit on that first guy that they really go after on the transfer portal, then that's a big problem too. I would actually say the same thing. We troll and laugh about Kentucky, but on some serious stuff, to me, it's kind of funny that it's happening back to back years, but you're right. It's not the same guy. It's not John Calipari of the Ode. He just, the shine is off of the goad. The rose is off the bloom. However that's, you want to put it. That's what that's what I want to hear from Kentucky fans. It, it, I understand, you know, you want to be positive about your team. hundred percent. There's a lot of things that make you excited. You can get, you can get hyped about some, some rip looking dudes in some videos. That's fine. You, you'll find a way to get excited. I respect it. The, the practice reports sound good. Sounds like Ty Ty Washington, real good. Great. Great. Just admit that it's not what it's not what it was. Just admit, admit it's not what it was ten years ago, twelve years yeah, ago yeah. when John Wall, when you had Wall and Bledsoe and Cousins. It, it's not the same, and you know and you're slowly you know it's you're slowly seeing it from the national media too. Because you, I think you already saw it. <laughs> typically, the national media would just automatically auto put a Kentucky team in the top ten, and I'm not sure if they're going to be in that top ten when the when the season starts. They may be. But I've seen a lot more people hesitant to put him there. I've seen Kentucky anywhere from fifth to thirteenth. After and last usually season, that's I, I, what's what's after last season? What's the deal? Like, what what would you know? What would be good about that? I don't know. Yeah, we can start the show. I just you know <laughs> I got. I love it, Chris. The, the whole Nick Roush thing this week has got me riled up. The whole the world that their fan base lives in is just amazing, man. Like it, it, should, it's, we, it's should we hit this? I mean, we're here now. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's just separated from reality about who you used to be as a program. Your has been, <laughs> you haven't won a national championship. The Louisville's won the last national championship. I don't know the last time you've been to a final. I can't I mean, remember been off the top of the head. That's like, oh, how I, 2000, 2013, 2014 was it one of them. I think it was 14, and, right? Yeah, or 15. It, it was it was the it was the uh the platoon year. It's 15, right? Was it? 
I don't know. I didn't, I thought the platoon was a massive failure. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's really inconsequential because it hasn't been recently. And you would think every year, the way their fan base talks is they're just coming off a national title. And I just, you know, it's just know your place, man. Know that you're not it's, the it's, same. it's 2015, Chris. Know that John, you're not the same program anymore. John has 2011, 2012, 2014, and 2015 final force the singular 2012 um national championship and a 2014 runner-up yeah whatever man <laughs> i mean if you got what three or four more years left and you don't want another title you don't go to another do they have that many chris do they have that many chris i say cal's got three years left maybe he's got maybe. this year he's got because he's, he's probably going to get DJ Widener. So that might be his last class. That might be his last class. That's a good point. It's a good point. So they, wow. We'll see. We'll see, Chris. Let's, uh, let's hit the show. This is fun. <laughs> Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started and Louisville It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe Diverge. And we're back, Chris. Let's talk about some Louisville football. The Cardinals won a massive, massive game against UCF, the Golden Knights of Central Florida. And um, they're, they're, moving, they're, 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 they're moving to an opponent, opponent not too much farther away in FSU. Um, they're heading down to Tallahassee this coming weekend. It, it's completely reset this win this week, this completely reset expectations for where, um, you know, the fan base is where people are expectations. You tweeted out today. Louisville is now the number three betting, you know, the third, the third option, um, the third lowest odds of, of team to win the ACC right now. Oh, they to, win the Atlantic, to win the Atlantic, it, the Atlantic. I'm sorry. ACC yeah, Atlantic. Yeah. They started, I think six, you said in the, in the division. Yeah. Fifth, um, fifth. Just, you know, quite a turnaround, Chris, let's, let's, let's set the stage you know, we had a good amount of folks, you know, come on to the, the Twitter spaces, which is awesome. But, you know, with, with all of this time to digest, where are you now with this team? I mean, this is the game, man. Like, and I'm not even asking you to do anything against a crappy opponent. Like, I, I you know, go win the game. You want to, you, you need to follow this up. You don't follow this up with a W, then it means nothing. So where I am is go back it up and you back it up. We can reset everything. And I'll be sitting here saying that I'm willing to give Scott Satterfield the rest of the year before it's back to, it's back to square one. Like that's, that's where I'm at. You go win one game against one lousy opponent. And I'm probably going to be saying that Scott Satterfield gets the rest of the year for me to draw a final conclusion on, on the way I feel I'm done. I want to be done at least I'm not done, but I want to be done <laughs> with the weekly referendum on the state of the program and the state of the coach and the everything else, which seems like an everlasting cycle with football and basketball. <laughs> I want to be done with that, but <laughs> uh, you know, this is the game. This is the game for me. You go on the road. It's it's old yeller. Like go go put the dog down. Like they, these dudes need to be put, they, they need to be put out of the misery. Go win the game and and win it. You know, win it convincingly. Yes. 
like that that's where i'm at um i'm happy i was happy about the win i only show in town only game on tv you saw that louisville tweeted out the interactions they had i don't remember what the number was but it was an insane number yeah um yeah. like the, the the twitter interactions they, they, had. they were, so, yeah, they were the talk of the town especially with that with the pick six yeah so i mean that's that's where i'm at it doesn't mean anything unless you can back it up. And I'm not asking you to back it up against anyone good. It's the perfect opponent to have after such an emotional win. You're getting the worst team in the ACC yeah. right now. Florida state is the worst team in the ACC. I don't want to hear this crap about they have talent, blah, 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 blah. No, they're trash. Go win. Could have said it better myself, Chris. That's, that's exactly where I'm at. You know, we have talked so often about, this team and, and, and where we stand. And I I've been harder on Scott Satterfield than, than, than just about anyone, Chris, I, 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 I struggle to find a person who's, who's, you know, screaming about takes in front of a microphone who's been harder than Scott Satterfield than I have as a Louisville fan. And I I'm right there with you. I, I think losing this game would put you back at square one where I was at the beginning of the season where, you know, are we sure this guy's the guy? And you, you cannot, this is the ultimate game. You, you're, you're absolutely right. You win this, you take care of business. This is the type of game a Louisville team should win. This is what we should expect a third-year coach to do. Go put the dog down. Go down there, go take care of business. Um, you know, it, it, it sounds like the team, you know, coming off an emotional win, it, teams, un, un, unproven, undisciplined teams are the ones who lose let down games like this are the ones that is not what we should expect Louisville football to be. Yes. You can, you can look at the national championship banners on the side of Doe Campbell. You can think about all those things and, and, and hype it up that, Oh, they're a decent program. I, we don't want to hear that. Louisville's the favorite. They should be the favorite. They've got a 50, uh, 53.4% chance on ESPN's FPI to win. Um, <laughs> Uh, S and I, I haven't seen it for this week, but I, I did see that they were. It's it's, it's it's like 50, 50 down to the mark actually. But like, I think, I think both of those things are wrong. My eyes tell me a different story. I've watched Florida state. I yeah. watch wake Forest handle them. You know, I watched Jacksonville state have that freak off freakish walk off win, but Jacksonville state was in that game to begin with. Right. Um, there's just no, there's no consolations here for me. And there's no, this is very black and white. You win this game. No question. Like I, no question. I, I think, I think the number, you know, I opened at one and a half or wherever it opened. It's I think still the number's crazy. Half, no. Yeah. So, like yeah. I, I would, I would feel, you know, pretty, if, if I, if I bet Louisville last weekend, like a lot of sharp people did, I would feel very comfortable doing it again this weekend. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, but yeah, like, you know, that that's where I'm at. It just, you know, you win this game, you go to Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest is a good team. I do think they beat Virginia this weekend, even though they're a slight underdog in that game. Yeah, I um, think you, team for sure. You want to win that game, um, but that's probably the first game this season that I'd be willing to say, you know, you lose a close one, okay, it is what it is. Come back home, you beat Virginia, and then you move forward and you, you kind of see what this team is, but none of it means anything. If you cannot go get this dub, I think 100%, that hundred percent and not to mention Kentucky, yeah, but we'll talk about it because it's a talking point. Like it, it, I think that Louisville and Kentucky are both in very similar places this weekend. Like if, if neither, if one of them, if one of them loses, 
then it's a huge, huge, you know, asterisk on their season. Yeah. They're both slight favorites. Kentucky's a bigger favorite. Mobile is over Florida State against South Carolina. And they're, you know, they're a better team right now. They should be. Um, but, you know, in both cases, you go lose that game and your season is just not the same. Mobile has everything in front of them. I'm yes. not going to get ahead of myself about what this team can be. And, you know, you get hot and yada, yada, yada. We talked about the ACC odds and stuff like that, but they have everything in front of them. But you go win this game. It's all up to I'm ex- play. I, I'm excited for this weekend. I am too, Chris. I, I think I think the the schedule breaks out so well for this Louisville team. Uh, really, you know, you win this game, you go, you know, it, you go play your ass off against Wake Forest. Um, you know, if you don't play too well, you come back and you you got the home stand um, to kind of lean back on. If you do play well, you can extend and you can look at. I mean, dude, we could look at a a five and one start, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would love for this team to come home four and one and have Virginia on a Saturday night. hundred percent. Like that would be awesome. That would, that would be, be great for this oh team. Oh my gosh. That'd be incredible. I, I'd love it. Um, I would absolutely uh, love and, and adore that. It, it just got to take care of business. Like we can talk about, you know, we can talk about these keys, to the game, we can talk about, um, you know, we can talk about running the ball, you know, the, Florida state's got some good, some good rush defenders, um, we can talk about, you know, what, what Brian Brown's offense needs to do. I think they can't let, can't let Florida state get hot at home for sure. Um, yeah. Stop big plays. You know, if you want to let him get, you know, six, seven yards, uh, you know, per run, that's fine, but don't let him get a 25 yard bomb to just pump everyone up and, 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 and get them. They're on, they're not confident. They just go down and break them. You said it, put down, yeah, old yeah, Yeller, man. put down you, old Yeller. I love it. <laughs> you go score first. You know, yep. you go up like 14 to nothing, 10 to nothing, something like that. Florida State may be done. Like, yeah, we've, they're not going to you, you pull this, you, you started quick and, and they're, they're not going to, not going to give a lot of fight back. We've seen this play out here. Like mm-hmm. we were very, very aware of what the Bobby Petrino team was. They quit after Florida State. Right. That team, that team, if it goes down seven to nothing, might as well be 21 to nothing. Like it, it was over. And I think Florida State is just begging to go, you know, two and ten or whatever. Like they're just begging to do it. So so get, grant them, you know, grant them their wish. Um, I thought, you know, I went back and watched bits and pieces of UCF because I was fairly inebriated during that game. Um, so I went back <laughs> back and watched a little bit of it. I did like the, uh, you know, they have the condensed game on YouTube, which. It's really awesome to watch because there's like yeah, no commercials, sure. no breaks in the plays. It's really cool. Um, I went back and watched that. And I'm not like a big guy who picks up on offensive line stuff because I just don't look at that stuff during the game. It's hard to pick up. But I, I did think that like the offensive line was so much more aggressive in that game. Like, you know, I, I watched, I didn't even watch the entire Eastern Kentucky game, but what I did watch, it seemed like everything was just in slow motion. And I, I thought against UCF, the offensive line of Louisville was just like, bam. Like it was like first step and they were actually making that first step up and hitting those dudes in the freaking mouth. And that was the first. And I thought that was just the, even like if Louisville lost that game, we would right. be talking differently, obviously. But if they did lose that game, I still thought that they were the better team in that game. Um, 
And I think that was like the biggest thing I noticed just on the second watch was just how much more physical and imposing they looked as a team. I completely agree. It, it, it was, it was, it was the team we wanted to see. We wanted to, you know, to see this coming into the season, they were aggressive on the offensive line. The play calling looked great. They looked ambitious. Who was this Scott Satterfield? I joked at one <laughs> yeah. point, Scott Satterfield, it felt like Scott Satterfield was calling the plays for Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn was <laughs> down and was like calling runs on second and seven. I was like, who is Scott Satterfield calling the plays for, for UCF? It was <laughs> so funny on the, <laughs> Okay. The thing that'll stick out of my mind is the first down pass where it's the throwback to Braden Smith. Right. And the announcer is saying before the play, it's got to be a run. And it's just like, God damn, that's like an indicative of like yep. this game perfectly is like mm-hmm. when you thought it was going to be a run, it wasn't. And it, like, here's the thing. I said this before the Central Florida game because we had that lengthy talk about what happens if they win. I don't want Scott Satterfield to change who he is as a coach. I think if you do that, that's when the wheels really start falling up. Remain true to yourself. You want to run the ball, then run the ball. But give us some unpredictability. Give us some creativity. And he did do that. And that was a big part of it. And then they got the run game going. Jalen Mitchell looked like a totally different person, like someone I've never seen. They got the ball here and there to Travion Coley. And I, I hope they keep seeing doing that because I, I hear that this guy's fast as hell. He's a freshman, young guy. I want to see him with the ball. You know, Marshawn Ford was Marshawn Ford. Yep. was the one proven guy. And I, I think that dude is a stud. So I want to see that more and more. And, you know, <laughs> I, I think that's just the key to the, the, the biggest key for me against Florida State. I've watched a decent amount of Florida State because I watched that entire Notre Dame game. <laughs> Excuse me. And then I watched, um, you know, the, the Wake Forest game. And, you know, I, I, I don't know a ton about them, but I think for Louisville, the, the goal has got to be just getting the ball to your playmakers, getting the ball to Marshawn Ford, getting the ball to, to Jalen Mitchell and doing those same things you did against Central Florida. It's not very complicated to me. This, this is not the game. This is not the game where we, we need, we need them to be weird. We need them to, we need them to do what they do. Well, we need them to run the ball. Well, we need them to, you know, um, to get some opportunities in the quick passing game that, that was there last time, get the ball in the playmaker's hands. It's, it's not that complicated. It's just, it's, this is a take care of business game. This is it, you know, and, and that's, you know, I, in a lot of ways you, you measure coaches on that much bigger, you know, you should maybe measure coaches on these types of games more often than you do the huge ones. Um, you know, these are the, these are the, the pitfalls, the traps and, I think that's a good point. You know, Scott Satterfield has to prove that they could do that. And he's got the personnel. He's got, he's got, I think he's got the minds behind him um, on defense and himself on offense. And they, they can, they can do this. They just have to go out and execute. It's, it's all about execution and it can't, you can't be a, a, you know, about penalties. And, you know, this is, you know, I guess this is sort of the first true road game they've had in a while, you know, People have talked about that with Kentucky um, going to South Carolina this weekend. I, I think this FSU <laughs> Joe Campbell is is not going to be rocking <laughs> by any way, yeah. shape, or form. Um, but you know they can't let they can't let that distract them. It's just it's about taking care of business. We've said it a bunch of times, but that's it. Yeah, I mean I've I've rambled a, little, a bit more, a bit too much, but <laughs> no, like, we're good. I, I, I you know I haven't. I wanted to listen to Scott Satterfield today, and I guess that he didn't have his media availability today. I know Brian Brown spoke after practice yesterday, and they're showing Scott Satterfield on the TV right now, his run 
because Marshall and App State's playing right now mm-hmm. and is running to the end zone. And that dude, Satterfield, sounds the exact same as he did when he was 20 years old as he sounds now. They showed his post-game <laughs> interview. It's, it's hilarious, dude. Um, it's so funny. But I don't know. Is What else do you have? Like, is there anything else? Like, you know, I listen to Scott, Sat after the game. Um, you know, I, I talked about it last game, but before last game, how – I thought his most redeeming quality was that all these people are saying, Oh my God, I want to see some emotion. I want to see this. I want to see that. I, I was one this. of those people, Chris. I was one of those people. Yeah. And I did kind of push back to you because I, I did think that him being even kill is kind of one of the, like his most redeeming qualities. And it was, it was interesting to see that like him be the same exact person yeah. after central Florida, as he was after like Eastern Kentucky or after he was against Ole Miss. It was just funny. You know, I just thought about that. I was like, damn. Yeah. Like it, it was really it, like who, who he is. It was funny to like, see him. It was you know, like, I didn't realize their whole like theme this year is like belief. And like, they've got like yeah. their little wristbands, a little, a little Ted Lasso of him. <laughs> um, but you know, like, I don't know, like that, that's a type of quality. That's great. When in these types of situations where, you know, you just got it, you, you're about taking care of business. I, I think my concern with him was, you know, we need the guy, we, we need to, we need to not run on, on second and eight or third and seven. So yeah. I need a little more fire. Yeah. In the, and he brought the fire on that, on that end. So I can't complain anymore about that for now. My, my <laughs> point was with that though. And I, totally stepped over my point that I meant to get to. And I'm glad you said something because I thought of it. And this is a little hot takeish, but do you think them showing those quotes of him screaming to his team about being belief was like very purposeful? Oh yeah. Like, it, oh, oh, yeah. like oh, we, Not we, even we've heard people, we've heard people say that he needs to show emotion. So we're going to show him this. Like no I as soon as I saw that video, I was like, this is so calculated. I mean, he's, he talked about like, Oh, you know, a bunch of people weren't here for this game tonight. It's like, yeah, dude, you didn't give us a reason to be there. Like yeah, you 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 get the right to himself. You get the right to like say that kind of dickish thing. He gets that right. I will grant him that right. But I get the right to say back. I thought we were gonna lose by twenty four points, bro. What what, what did way, you give me did, to think? What did you give me to think that we weren't? <laughs> and almost everybody did. So not just I'm, I'm me. Happy to be, yeah. I'm happy that that wasn't the case. I'm very happy that you know we talked about it on the post game. We 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 are are ecstatic that it's not the case. Let's go win this game on Saturday because losing that would would be a real letdown, and it would be really unnecessary and would ruin so much of the goodwill that I think he's built over these last six seven days. For sure. Do you have a prediction? I think cards by cards by uh, let's say cards by ten. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I think. I, I think, to, I think 10, uh, that's window dressing. I'm not necessarily, I, I think it's just kind of a, you know, and I, I think they'll, they'll be in comfortable control. Maybe Florida state tightens it up just a little bit, but I think, oh, I think it'll be mostly cards. Um, I'd be really disappointed. I'd be really disappointed if it's a close win Florida state, put them down. Don't give them a reason to be excited. They are struggling over there. I was thinking about it today. It would be the first time that I'm surprised in a Louisville football loss in a really long time. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, Eastern, Eastern Kentucky and those type yeah, of, yeah, but they're, they're but, not you know, lose like, that game. That was that game. Yeah. No, you're so absolutely like I, right. It, I got Louisville 30 to 17. So I'm pretty much, you know, 32, 17, somewhere in that area. I, that makes yeah, sense. Kind of in the same boat as you. Um, you know, I think it's, a reasonable performance. Uh, I did, we did hear something earlier in the week about Malik Cunningham 
maybe like his status or like something like that. Haven't seen anything else on that. <laughs> yeah, he's a little, he's a little banged up, you know. He's, uh, oh, he's so that's handsome. that's what I wanted to get to. Um, Please. This offensive line has to continue to improve because if it doesn't, Malik Cunningham is, isn't making it through. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to say that out loud. Like, it's just not going to happen. I, I mean, they've, they've, that was like a big thing against Central Florida is they utilize him in the run game like they had right. all season, which is great. Like, I, you know, run the ball with him. It, it's a tool, utilize it. But there's got to be some type of like happy medium there because this dude. I mean, we saw it last year. It was like, you know, and we're only take, we're only take we're a only shot in the in, Like, yeah, we're only three games in, so yeah. they're they're gonna have to find some way to protect him and give him respite because you're I don't absolutely know if he right. Needs to learn like some type of like sliding or like you know takes a take a cue from Lamar Jackson how he seemed to get hit and never really take a bad hit. I, I don't know, but it's inevitable if it, if it doesn't happen. And I'm not sure it'll be, it, it could be really close. Like it could be as, you know, it could be Florida state. Like <laughs> the dude, uh, we, we saw it last year. It was like, you know, take a shot, a leak slipping. And we saw it at the end of the central Florida <laughs> game, like something's got to be done against about that. I, I just wanted to say that. No, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Uh, John Grenard just uh, almost got a, a strip strip sack. What's but, the score uh, of that game? It's still seven to zero, but uh, CMC I think is out for the game. Uh, oh, wow. he, he, he popped a hammy. It, it, it looked like well, good and bad for me. I took the Panthers in Survivor, but I, I guess I you know it's okay. Um, but and I was also a big proponent of not taking a running back very high in fantasy football, and that's a reason why. So I like to be running you there. Uh, the other thing that happened this week, anything else on Florida State before we move forward? No, nah, man, I'm good. We're, we're good. We, we, we hit it up. Um, other thing that happened last weekend that yeah, I think, you know, the fan base, great timing for the fan base to be excited about something 24 hours after, you know, less than 24 hours after defeating the Golden Knights, Louisville Live happening in a nice golden sunset over the Twin Spires, over at Churchill. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> The photo, if you haven't seen it, um, that was shot during, I think, the women's portion um, by a photographer. Her name is Terrace. I, I don't know her last name, but she's incredible. I follow her on social media. If you're a Cards fan, definitely follow her. She's one of their best photographers right now. Um, you know, what an event. I just wanted to touch on this, Chris, just because I, I think there's a lot of momentum around Louisville Live. They didn't have it on TV, which um, which it wasn't officially said, but pretty much everyone deduced that uh, because Maria Taylor was signed on to host it, ESPN couldn't show it anymore. And I'm sure yeah, the contracts say, were all signed before she left ESPN. I can say that officially. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can I can say that for a hundred percent that was the case. Yeah, and which which is a bummer because I would have like I would like to watch. I couldn't make it out, or love to like watch it on my phone or you know something like that. Um, but you know, it seems you know, Chris, you know, I know you're you're pretty plugged in on the on the you're much more plugged in than I am on the recruiting front. But it does seem like it was an incredibly successful weekend recruiting wise for the men's basketball team. Uh, Chris Mack comes out with the with the with the Denny Crum homage, the the red jacket with his son. Um, free Mac it, movement is starting, Chris. 
Um, (laughs) you know, it has definitely begun. I wouldn't be shocked when they're having those, those, uh, those, uh, exhibitions at the end of next month, um, that, you know, you start to hear some of that in earnest, um, you know, pretty loudly. Uh, so, you know, definitely, definitely take a look at that. Um, Chris, what weird by the way, weird by the way that he's going to be coaching in those expedition games. Yeah. Exhibitions. Yeah. I can try to get that word again. You're fine. You're fine. Any, any thoughts from afar about, about Louisville live and, and, you know, what maybe, maybe some tidbits you've been hearing about sort of the, the visitors. Well, I think Caleb Glenn's done. Yeah. Like I, I, that's inevitable to me. I mean, I don't know what it'll happen. It could be another several months. Yeah. I I think he said last night to Louisville sports live also that they're not, um, that he's not anytime soon. He's not going to come in. Yeah. I mean, I picked up an offer from Ohio state that's whatever. It doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, you know, George Washington, the third, I truly don't know about him. There's other people that are more plugged in on him that seem to think we was in a good position there, but I can't say one way or another. Um, and then that kind of leads us to Rodney Rice, which <laughs> depending on who you ask, people are hearing different things. Um, I'm hearing, you know, some positive stuff. I think that, Rodney Rice is really, really good at basketball. I don't think that Louisville's had a guard ever like him and not necessarily that they haven't had a guard as good as him, but just the style he plays. Um, I told you it's kind of like a Sam Williamson style of basketball, but like in the form of a guard and and a better shooter, um, because like when you look at him, it's just like, damn, like this dude's not super quick, but man, he's so smooth. He never like, he never gets in a hurry like that type of stuff. Um, I mean, you can watch him. I would suggest watching a full game. There's some pretty good games of him going against pretty good talent as he played for Kevin Durant's AAU team. Like uh, they have a full game online of him going against Chris Paul's team. And you can watch the full first half of that and kind of get a pretty good feel for his game because he plays almost the entire first half. Right, but anyway, right, like, right. I think he's really good. And I think like, the biggest question mark for Louisville right now is landing a point guard of the future because that guy's not on the roster right now. Right. Um, as far as Louisville labs as an event, you know, I can't say too much about it because I was experiencing it through social media. I wasn't at the event. I thought the idea of having it at Churchill Downs was really cool. Um, what, what do you think about that? Do you think it's one of those things that they should move around geographically of the city of Louisville? Cause I, I thought that like maybe having it in the dirt boat, really cool yeah. Like having it in like Western, Western Louisville, Southern Louisville, Eastern Louisville and Northern Louisville, like I, I think places. I think that's a genius idea. Doing it in the dirt bowl would be so freaking good. It'd be yeah, so freaking be lit. Good. I know. I, 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 I'm skeptical to believe that would ever happen for reasons that I think are obvious. Um, yep. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's the, the, uh, the perfect thing to do the perfect homage. It does sound like it's going to be a Churchill Downs next year. Um, is mm-hmm. what I'm, is what I've heard, uh, that was kind of like a two-year contract or something like that. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have it, it, to see. It is, it is kind of cool that if you do have it at Churchill Downs, you can say the announced attendance is like 25,000 yes, or whatever. What they said. It, was 22, it was 22,000 was the attendance. Was what they <laughs> yeah. Said. Which is, which is great. Like, cause you can include the, the ticket counts from, from the entire Churchill Downs. And that's just like, including the dudes that are in jogging pants and betting their life on a, on a, get up, the fifth get race up, of Churchill get Downs. Up, like, get yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. Those type of guys. <laughs> Thank you for supporting the university of Louisville. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> 
so yeah, man, like, you know, Twin Spires basketball, I thought it was great. Um, I mean, I, I, think, I, I just think generally that I've long been mad that we don't have a, a Hoosier hysteria, a big blue Magnus. So I, I like that we've got our spin and, and, and we've kept it, you know, it's not so we're much starting to create a thing. We're starting to create a thing. There's momentum. I, I feel like there's momentum to it. Um, and it's, it's not trying to be big blue madness. It's not trying to be Hoosier hysteria. It's trying to be its own thing, which I really appreciate. And I think is just as important to me as actually doing something. I don't think that like, I don't, why would they ever do it at the Yum center? Do it at freedom hall before you do it at the damn Yum center, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Remember they posted those pictures of the shorts in Freedom Hall and everybody was like, oh, are they going to have a game at Freedom Hall? No, I think it's, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just the uniforms, but that like brought, that had to like, I don't know, for me, that had to bring up some like light bulbs for people in mobile marketing. Like, hey, 100%. maybe try to do that one day. 100%. That'd be awesome. Can you imagine playing like, I don't know, like Memphis and Freedom Hall? God, dude, like that, that, would, that would be so fucking awesome. That was that fucking girl, dude. Um, yeah, but like, I don't know. It was cool seeing Montrez there. Yes, I think finally. that. I, I think having, I don't, you know, I've harped on that before. I know, yeah, I'm not the only one. Other people have talked about it before, but like, I think having those people around the university means something. I think having a guy like we need more ambassadors for the basketball program that are more than Donovan Mitchell. We need different types of people that are ambassadors for the basketball program. And Montrez Harrell is a totally different person than Donovan Mitchell to have different personalities, different styles, different faces repping the university. It can only be a good thing. Um, and I think what it'll lead to is other dudes that were on his team or in that same era coming around more because they don't feel as awkward now. Um, because one yeah. of their own is, you know, is welcomed. So I, you know, I, I, I don't think that can be, I don't think it's been talked about enough to be honest with you. I think it's a massive deal. I think you're absolutely right. I think, um, you know, we're talking, you know, thinking about, you know, having guys like, you know, it would be great if Wayne Blackshear came or, you know, Gor- when was the last time Gorgie Zhang was at a local basketball, you yeah. know, like he's, he's an MP even journeyman. Peyton. Yeah. Even Peyton, like, I pay, I think the, the season's kind of been it and maybe now it's kind of better for him, you know, more opportunity, but you're absolutely right. We're, we need the dudes, we need the dudes who've been around and, and, you know, that team was memorable. That team, I'm sure, I'm sure kids like Rodney Rice, you know, he's not that, you know, he's not that young. I'm sure he remembers it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, having that, t- having that type of engagement is is so so important especially I, I i've been so pleased with what they're doing locally i mean you're saying caleb glenn um you know it's everyone seems to think he's locked they had a bunch of kids like some eighth grade eight, eight, eighth grade kid who's gonna play for male this year who's yeah. like legit as hell and might be like a top 50 like a, a like a you know a top 15 guy nationally um when he gets older it, you know bringing him in it's the you know it seems like you know, he, Mac talked about the fact that, you know, they've been working hard every day since finding out they weren't making the tournament to get back there. And I, my biggest concern with Mac's suspension was that that fire was going to get extinguished a little bit. And I almost wonder if Louisville live kind of confirmed that it didn't. And, you know, 
I think him hearing from the fans and the way that they did, which to be fair, doesn't, I don't think that, I don't think that reaction and that vibe happens without the win the night before. How many, how many people you think showed up was like, yeah, we won the night before we're going to go. You know, they wanted to get into the Louisville, wanted to get back to Louisville sports. So I think it's so interesting how that interplay happened over the last week. It's that's exactly what I I loved going to the games where it was like you, you went to a football game of the day and a basketball game at night. Like that happened like once a year. And it was like, it was fucking heaven. And I I miss that interplay. And um, I, I hope we can get it back. This is the biggest season of the Chris Mack era, obviously. No question. But how big of a season for Louisville basketball is it comparatively speaking in your lifetime? Like, I was thinking about that today. I don't know that there has been a bigger one. You know, I thought the season after I mean, 2013, the, the expectation. was Yeah, the, that's what I was going to say. I thought the season after the lead eight run, or I guess it was the final four run. Uh, that kind of blends together. I thought that season was pretty large to kind of follow that up. That, that whole time period to get back to kind of where you went was a big deal. Um, and you know, but beyond that, I can't think of a bigger season. I really can't. Like we talked about it on this podcast about, you know, apathy and the fan base and yada, yada, yada. And this team has a ton of talent. We're starting to see some of the expectations developed for this team. You have to meet them. You, you just have to. We, no I, you know, I, I tweeted out about how Louisville has popped up here and there on a few top 25 lists. Um, I think it was um, three-man weave, which is those guys know a shit ton about college basketball. Right, more than right. I know about college basketball. And they had Louisville at like 22nd, 21st. Um, uh, Torvik has Louisville in the 20 to 25 range right now. Mm. They're the only two I've seen. I do think you'll see more and more as we get a little bit closer, but uh, you know, not to get too basketball heavy, cause we're going to have a podcast <laughs> for that. Well, we're, we're getting there, but man, I'm excited for this team. Absolutely stoked. Absolutely stoked. I can't wait to see what they do. It's, um, it's so incredibly fun. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see more and more. We're, we're just around the corner, less than 50 days away from college basketball, man. So uh, we'll, we have plenty to talk about until that gets there. But uh, definitely wanted to touch on Louisville Lab. I feel like the vibes, the vibes are strong from the Louisville basketball yeah. program, despite what happened in the past few weeks, which no, it, was, agree with you. It, it felt that felt really good. I think that's that's my, my you know one sentence report. We're about to the point to where a local fan's got to be thinking in the back of their brain, what bad is going to happen? <laughs> so let, let's just keep, let's just keep the positive momentum rolling because it was a really good weekend. It was a fun ass weekend. I can't remember the last time I've had that much fun No um, question. Uh, regarding sports. So, yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, we had the great weekend sports. It's, it's, it's been a little bit tough around the the city uh, the past few days. And we, we wanted to touch on that a little bit, Chris, you know, um, yesterday, unfortunately, uh, a couple, a couple Eastern high school students were shot um, at their bus stop. Um, one of them died. His name is Tyree Smith. I was a bit, he's actually officially been identified this evening. Um, you know, there's been vigils all across, you know, in the, in the Russell neighborhood in the West end. Um, today we have, a uh, you know, Jefferson town high was, um, was locked down when a random armed man 
it sounds like it was a for, former student just kind of approached the high school. So it's kind of been a real tenuous, uh, you know, 48 hours in the community. And, um, you know, obviously with the, you know, the, the, the shooting death, you know, definitely taking precedence. And, and today is the, today is the one year anniversary of, um, finding out that, you know, Brown Taylor's murderers were, were, you know, would not be brought to justice fully. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's been quite a few days, you know, we talked a little bit before this, Chris, and we knew we wanted to talk about it. And I mentioned, you know, I've been, um, I've had some stuff at home. My, to be frank, my son's daycare is, 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 is not had to shut down temporarily. And, um, so I've kind of had a lot more family stuff and, and kind of juggling a little more things. And you're like, you know, you don't have to, you know, it's, it's a, my mind's a little more at ease. not having to think about, you know, losing a kid and, 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 and like how terrible that is. Um, and I, I, you know, being here, Chris, it's, it's hard because I, I, you know, these things happen. I saw someone, uh, I think his Robert Bell, I think his name is he ran for Metro council. Yeah. That's my buddy. I've yeah. 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 I forgot you drinks with Rob a lot and, and <laughs> mutual friends. So, yeah. And, you know, he talked about when he was a school manual, when he was young, a, a young person in, in high school that they lost somebody his sophomore year. And here we are over 20 years later and we're still having the same issues and we haven't attacked the same institutional issues and we have a a police chief whose response to the problem is let's open up a whole new police force just for the school system which is absolutely horseshit and um it's incredibly frustrating because i don't see leadership i I don't see the right forms of leadership in the mayor's office certainly don't you know i i see some of it in frankfurt in some places and a hell of a lot less in others Um, i see a lack of it in, in, I, I'm struggling to see it in 2022 when we have our, you know, our, our next mayor election who, you know, for the, 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 the betting favorite, I'm, I'm struggling to see it from that guy. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard. You kind of think I'm a dude with two kids and I, I, I don't want my kids, obviously, you know, they, we, we're, we, you know, we're blessed and, you know, we live where we are, where we're not having to deal with as much of that on a daily basis, but I don't want them to have to deal with thinking about, you know, friends of theirs. What if a friend of theirs is, is, is caught up in something similar and um, no one should have to go through that. And I'm just, I'm, I, I don't know where, where you're at cause I'm like rambling for sure, but it's, it's hard. It, it, it gets really hard. Cause I, I, I love this city so fucking much. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm so frustrated by, you know, what do we do? Where, wh- when are we willing to face the problems head on? When are we willing to, um, you know, worry, worry way more about that than, complain about, you know, be afraid of downtown, be afraid of the West end. When are we willing, when are we going to be willing to host Louisville live at the dirt bowl instead no, of that's like exactly pretend, that, pretend that we're never going to ever go there. And I don't go there enough. I don't go to that. I, I don't, but, but when are we going to extend out a hand? Um, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation yeah, go ahead. close to when we had the conversation about Louisville live, because I thought we may get to that topic and it kind of intertwined perfectly. Um, you know, excuse me. Um, you talk about the leadership and, and the things like that. And me personally, that is not a concern for me. The thing for me is how do we bridge the gap from people that live in Shepherdsville 
yeah. or people that live in Valley Station to say, this city's falling apart. I feel unsafe. Man, Lola's crazy. When those people say that to us, what do we say? And what does that conversation look like? Because you can talk of the stuff about mayors, leadership, leadership in Frankfurt. You can say all of that. But to me, it doesn't really matter at all because the people there, like there's always going to be someone blocking right. kind of where we need to go. And I think the only way we really get to where we need to go is within the citizens of the city of Louisville. And I'm saying we, I'm not there anymore. So I really can't speak on it as passionately as you can speak on it. I feel it. My heart hurts. Like it hurts really bad when I saw the news of that happening. When I saw, you know, I don't know what the finality of what happened at J-Town High School was today. But when I saw that whole thing going on, I know the conversation. And we have got to find a way of where there's not just one way conversations happening of you and me saying, you're wrong. And then the other people saying, no, you're wrong. It's gain balance. It's people in the West end. It's things like that. Like there has got to be a dialogue. And that's the thing that I'm concerned about the most. Like, I mean, it sounds kind of corny, but like, you got to talk with these people. Like there, there has to be a back and forth or otherwise we're going to be continuing spinning in circles. I don't care what the leadership does until the citizens of the community conversate. Like that's, that's the reality. That's how I feel. Like what, what do you say to someone when they say, I don't want to go downtown when, and, cause for me, like I'm guilty of it too. I just tune those people out. I, you know, I don't have I do. time. I don't want to, I don't, don't do want to have that conversation. These people are ignorant, things like that. Like I, I don't even want to do it, but if I'm truly trying to sit down and talk with these people, what do you say? Cause I don't know anymore. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I, I, I've tried to talk up downtown and I, you know, I think it's a little better now than it was six months, you know, 12 months ago, but I'm right there with you, man. I, I, I turn it off. You know, I'm like, I lived in New York city till I was eight years old. It's not, you know, little petty things happening here and there. People, dude, I've like, I understand it's like a really freaky thing for someone to like try and open your car door while you're driving around and like that freaks you out. Um, but like, that's just like, that's normal city shit. And it's like, sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like Louisville people, one of the real big like flaws of Louisville being like a city, but like a small city is that like when good things happen, or like, oh, wow, we're like a small city and this really cool thing happened. When bad things happen, it like is magnified so much. It's like, that's just like, it happens, you know? I think that's like, a yeah. really good point. Like, I think it's like, it's like what we've talked about. We've done like the whole Louisville 2.0 and the future of Louisville. Right. It's like, what is like, what does Louisville look like in the future? Is it going to turn into Nashville? Is it going to turn into, is it going to be able to maintain who it is? Is like the uniqueness of being a not big city. I think it's a really interesting point because you're, you're saying that, you know, it doesn't really, we still don't really know who we are as a community. Are we a big city? Are we a small town and that feels like a big city? That's, that's a good point. And I don't have the answers. These are such hard answers. And I, I, but I think what you, what you said is what's the conversation. And I don't know. I mean, you said, you said you're, you're not as worried about the leadership, but I think the leadership has to facilitate conversations in a lot of situations. And I, I mean, it does, but I, I just don't know. I have any faith that that's ever going to happen. 
Yeah, that's fair. I have that's more fair. faith in the people than I have the pe- in the people in office. And maybe that's that's a product of, you know, just being older. And because I, I look back at, at who I was when I was 24 and I was 23 and I was so ambitious and excited and for for yeah. the future of people and what could happen in government. And I, I don't know that I have that energy anymore. And it sucks. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to feel like that. I, I just, I'm but like, it's I don't reality. mean to like keep going. I don't mean to keep going negative, but it's just like, I, I, I don't see, I don't know how those conversations are going to start. And then I don't know the mechanisms to get like those conversations to begin or funding mechanisms or ways for us to, 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 to force conversations through laws and stuff. I, those, those don't exist either. And, and, and Frankfurt's never going to let that shit happen. And, and they're never going to, they're never going to like address, you know, social anxiety and and institutional racism. And they're never, they're never going to let Louisville like have its own taxes, you know, like it's like Mm -hmm. to pay for things to, you know, so people people go to people go to freaking war over top golf like why would they why would they go to war to to you know the the increase taxes for jcps you know so people so there's actually like a, a decent education system and pay and teachers teachers are paid their their due and don't feel like they're overwhelmed at all periods and times you know people i i, I can't tell you how many times i see on twitter from people i like and respect it's like we give JCPS like two billion dollars and do shit. I'm just keeping my kids in Saint X. <laughs> and like, you know, just when people when people say that, we do kind of just scroll down and, and don't yeah. have that talk. And I'm not asking someone to have that conversation every day, but I think maybe maybe we a, should the, maybe yeah yeah go go ahead. I think a product of the last four years, as a national level as a whole, is people are just they're done of talking. They're yeah. tired of talking. I'm tired of talking too. Like I feel you. I'm I'm just as guilty as anyone. But <laughs> I think that's a huge issue. I'm going to ask you an extremely loaded question, and if you don't have a good answer, you don't have a good answer. That's fine. Okay. But Please. it just kind of popped into my brain. You know, you talk about it a lot about kind of like the war on mobile, and I'm, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing that you're kind of talking about from a funding perspective more than anything else, and that would make sense to me. But if you could change, if you could just throw a magic wand and change the way that Kentucky government interacted with the city government of Louisville, what would that be that massive change? What would that look like? I mean, I think, I think autonomy. Is it to, like, is it like the city tax or is it like, is it like something I that mean, simple or is it like, I mean, we can joke, we can joke all the time about, you know, we, we joke about secession and stuff like that. But I mean, I think, I think the, the, the like the realistic one is definitely a city tax. I, I think Louisville, if Louisville could add 1% to every, you know, which is what other states do. Like sure. I, if you, if you're not aware, if you go to New York and it's 12% tax, all of that isn't for the state. It's like 3% is for this New York city or in Nashville. I think they get 2%. It's like 8% Nashville, six for the state, 2% for Nashville. There's a 1% tax here in Bangor, Maine. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and when you start doing the math, it's like, wait, that, like think about how much freaking money that is. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, some of it, can, a lot of it can go to schools. You know, some, you know, that's one thing that some of the mayoral candidates have talked about creating a department of education specifically 
for the city of Louisville for JCPS, which which some cities do have for their school mm-hmm. systems. Um, I'm thinking about increasing mass transit, making mass transit free, which is something I've been reading about today. That would that would be that would be not one. I'm glad you mentioned that. So. Which I I don't think we have a good enough bus system for that to really make a huge difference. Uh, we have to put some freaking money into it. Um, I, you know, we don't need like we we just. I don't know, man. Like more bike lanes. No, no, no. But like more <laughs> places for people to gather. Listen, man, I've been really, and I'm not even talking now about Frankfurt anymore, but it's like, I've gotten really into reading about folks who want to make Louisville more like livable in like a walkable people sense, as opposed to a, a car sense. And that's not even people who are just like super obsessed with bikes. It's like, dude, I should be able to go somewhere easily park and walk around and just like hang out and not have to worry about, not have to worry about cars being everywhere. And, and, and cities should be for people, not for cars. And like, that's like, that's an insane concept to people, but it, we like, we don't need to be like, Europe in every way, shape or form, but just like, dude, like plazas and squares and shit, like where people just gather and have conversations and the cafes share the area that everyone can go eat. And, and it's just like, people are happier when they're spending time with each other and they don't have to worry about all these things. And I honestly think that's like a a big tangible answer to some of the problems that Louisville has, because people would hear this conversation and they're like, how the hell do you put this back of violence in the city and lessening violence? But when you can lessen the strain and the pressure in a community, then people aren't going to commit violent acts out of desperation. Like that's, that's a very simple concept. It may not be all of it. It may not be 50%, but it may be 25% of people are killing people because they need certain things to live. And when you can lessen something, when you can add mass transit, when you can add state funding for the city, you can expand programs that allow people to take a deep breath. Dude, childcare, man. Childcare, you know. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but like, that's just like, that. that's like such a layup, dude. Like just, there, you know, when, when we've got so many folks, like you're saying, just dealing with issues that I don't have to deal with, you don't have to deal with all the time. Such a, getting to work every day. If it's two hours on the tark and the tark's late once one that's every just three days, taxing, dude. It's just and it's, that's just taxing. Like you have to spend three hours every day to get up and go to work. I gotta ride. I gotta wake up at four in the morning to get to work at seven in the morning. I gotta go work eight hours and then I come home and I still don't have enough money to pay for my rent, to pay for my food, to pay for my childcare. Dude. No matter what I do, I'm struggling and struggling and struggling to get ahead. What I gotta do? What I gotta do? Well, the pressure kind of builds and you do shit like that. And makes sometimes, and, and sometimes that shit isn't, isn't kosher. Isn't, isn't the type of thing that, that, that makes the most sense for your life, your people around you's lives. And because it's the only way you can scrounge enough to keep it going. And I don't know, you know, I, I just, I, we talked about JCPS police force, like, quadrupling quintupling septupling down on more people with guns in those areas just isn't that's not the answer that doesn't fix that problem 
even if that, you, uh, even if it's going to work in terms of stopping crime, that doesn't solve the problem. The problem isn't the crime. It's why we got to the crime. And is that I, police is that police chief? Is she the one that got re- like appointed this year? Yeah, she's the one who used to be in Atlanta. Um, okay, that's and then, ha- and then left Atlanta after they had a, a few high profile. Um, you know, the guy who just was who'd fallen asleep, I think, in like a fast food parking lot, and he he was shot and killed for just zero reason. Was and, that like her first big public facing like interview? Because I hadn't seen her like. Oh no, no, as, she's like, been around. She's been around. I, I've okay. listened to a few interviews with her. She's that's honestly the first time I've been like, holy shit, you suck. <laughs> like okay. other times that, I've been well, like, I'm like, you know what? That's kind of what I was getting to. Like, yeah. I didn't realize if she had had that's more the first like, moment. That, that's that. definitely the first pull quote. I've been like, Oh my God, this is horrendous. What are you talking about? Um, okay. For sure. For sure. Which, yeah, you know, man. I mean, we're me and you are both in the same boat. I think we're, we're con- I don't want to make this about us, but like we're concerned about the future of our city. And we've, we, you know, this has been a common theme on the podcast for the last two years. And we've talked about, you know, some of these things were easy to see. Some of these things were more difficult to see, but there was, there's been a common theme of not knowing what the future looks like, I think. And, and, and these anxieties aren't going to go away, Chris. You know, I saw today WFPL put out, WFPL News put out their analysis of uh, one of their big analysis of the of the census information in Louisville. Louisville's more diverse now than it was 10 years ago. Um, I sure. think white people are under 75% for the first time, like, in ever, um, in, you know, population in the city of Louisville. Um, but it's still so segregated. It's still so spread out. And um, I, like you said, like until a person in prospect, their idea of downtown is an ominous day away, then they're not interested in helping. They're not going to they're not going to they're not going to help us solve the problems. And yeah, know, I mean, so I, make it a better place. I, you for know, everybody. it's it's kind of twofold. It's a little bit of policy, but it's just as much as the other side as that, too. For sure. Well, but. It's we can leave shit. it there. We've we've <laughs> got we've got more podcasts that'll. Hey, and and if you know on this was I if this was a terrible conversation, I apologize to you for listening to it. But if you have something if it was to say, a terrible conversation, yeah, exactly. Sorry, if it was no, a terrible so conversation, say, if you have something to please say, come on and, and and talk with us about it. I want to talk to people about this. I want I want to hear people's reaction to this. What what you know? What are things that we can do? as um you know, I, 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 his, his name is like absolutely escaping me. The councilman who spoke, who was, was Ja'Cory Arthur. Ja'Cory Arthur. I knew it was a J and he was a J. Um, Ja'Cory <laughs> yeah, Arthur was like, you know, you know, everyone's Louisville. It's, you know, if you live in Louisville, you're responsible for Louisville. And, um, I think we're all responsible for each other and I'm trying to figure out what the best way for, for me to be responsible for the city is. If you have ideas for that, I want to hear them. If, um, if you're curious too, I want to hear from you too. We want to hear from you. So, you know, this is, this is a conversation and, and hopefully it's a start of a conversation for you. So let us know, but I think that's good. Chris. Uh... This Thursday night football game has the makings of an absolutely hilarious second half. It's seven to six at halftime. Oh, God, um, it was the six. Uh, Carolina's up, and Sam Darnold is 13 of 20 for 158 yards, and Davis Mills is 9-11 for 79 yards. 
Um, so this second half is going to be absolutely glorious. I have the Panthers in one of my um, survivor leagues. So go Panthers. Go Panthers. Panthers. <laughs> we'll close it there, Chris. Thanks so much yeah. as always, man. Um, we will, we will hopefully have a winning conversation next week over Florida state. So go cards, beat the Knowles. Um, and we'll talk to you next time, guys. Thanks as always. Mm-hmm.